0: On this Sunday's episode of The Fizz, we talk about the Detroit Lions win over the New Orleans Saints. After that, we get into that college football controversial playoff where Alabama snuck their way in. After that, we talk about what shows we are currently watching this December. We talk about the Detroit Red Wings. We do a board game snake draft before closing with a little over under. But before we get into all of that, I do want to tell you about our amazing sponsor, which is Michigan Made Vosa, you guys know what Vosa is because I have been talking about it for months on end, and for good reason. Not only do they sponsor Champagne Athletics and the Fizz, they are an amazing drink if you like ready-to-drink vodka beverages. They have two types of beverages. One is their vodka water, which has no carbonation and it has five percent alcohol. That comes in four flavors, which is raspberry lime, pineapple, peach, and lemon. If you are looking for a little combination, uh, carbonation and a little more flavor, you're going to want to go over to their Highline, which bumps up the AVB to 7% alcohol by volume. And then they have a peach, lemon, cherry, and pineapple, lightly carbonated drink. Guys, these are Michigan made. They support the podcast. They support my account. So go give them a try next time you are in a grocery store. They are an amazing beverage and they are so good that Kate Upton has jumped on to the ownership team. So go try them out today. You will not regret it. Vosa enjoy the finer things but now let's get into the fizz hello and welcome to episode 130 of the fizz thank you all for joining us i am here with the main men ice cold brew Lou and channy football how we doing chan
1: we're doing great, Frank. Great little battle today, but we're here. Yeah,
0: hey, you, you showed up. You're here right now. It's right. all that matters. Ice cold Brulou is also with me. I believe he's waging the same war. Channy football is. I am. How we doing, Lou?
2: Doing good, baby. Fighting the good fight to stay alive today. A little hungover. But ready to rock out this Sunday night episode, baby. Let's get it.
0: Yeah. Tis the season. Tis the season for it. We are here at headquarters on Sunday, December 3rd, post-Lions game. Lions take down the Saints. And honestly, I'm forgetting the score. What was it? 33-28. 33-28. Appreciate that. Um, So I watched the game here at HQ. The boys, I think, uh, got a little shut-eye in, rested at home, met me here. Here to talk about the game. Guys, Glad we won, started off exactly the way we wanted it to, but I did not
1: feel great about how where we ended up. No, and you know, it's getting to the point where yeah, wins are wins, but it's the same things that are happening. You know, the defense, the uh, a ton of defensive breakdowns on third and longs here. Um, <clears throat> you know, it's like they they jump out to a 21 nothing and then let off the gas. Like when are we going to see a full 60 minutes? But with that being said, Another win, nine and three, one win closer to taking down the NFC north. And
2: again, it was better than what we've seen the last couple games. Amen. Um, and I, I did see that this is the first time the Lions have been nine and three since 1962. Yeah, pretty, uh, pretty long time. Yeah, but. Th- uh, Go ahead. No yeah, I was just gonna say, I agree, man. I mean, the, the defense continues to be a, a struggle for us the more you watch these games. And New Orleans is not a good team. No. Let's Mm -hmm. let's be honest here. New Orleans is not a good team. Carr getting knocked out of the game. I I hope he's all right, but that was a blessing for New Orleans. That guy fucking sucks. Like, he is terrible. They should have had Jamison the whole entire time um, or Taysom taking snaps. But uh, offense looked good. I feel like Jared was still missing some easy throws today, though. I don't know what you guys thought about his game, but...
0: Yeah, I mean, I think from like twenty thousand feet, like it's all fine. Like we're nine and three. The Lions won uh you know, a close game on the road. Uh the uh, the they put up thirty three points. I think from twenty thousand feet it looks all right. But obviously we're like nitpicking everything. We're right now, as we're recording, we're watching Eagles, San Fran. I right now I just feel like both those teams would mop the absolute floor with us. Yep. And I think that's where Lions fans are just thinking. And when you think back to kind of like the beginning of the season when we were really cooking with gas there is just some like glaring flaws with the team like awesome start to the game it was 21 nothing but as soon as we got up it seemed like the team immediately pulled off the gas um and the thing that bothered me the most was Aaron Glenn just like stopped sending five or six yep. he dropped back into that soft zone and it gave a quarterback like Derek Carr who's arguably a bottom five quarterback in the NFL room to
2: actually operate and they and Kamara just ate us alive
0: with checkdowns.
2: yep I agree, but, hey, rookies looked good again. Laporta, career day for him, 140 touchdown. Um, that guy is a sure-handed thing. He catches every ball that comes his way. He's great on the fucking um, rush blocking. Like, what, what more can we really ask for out of the, out of that guy?
0: Yeah, I mean, he's, set, he's, like, on pace to break the all-time rookie receptions record, and I just think even more than, like, his – volume and like all like he's he's turning into golf's like third down most clutch receiver I mean I still would put Amon Ross St. Brown number one there but today sure. it was without a doubt Laporta tight windows got to be sure-handed and he really does have great hands Yep, like he's kind of gumpy when he gets it a little bit but man he's got really good hands
1: yeah and you know for all the things or, or all the shortcomings we thought of the Lions here today in these past couple weeks How about just a new offensive weapon coming every week and really taking over the game? Jameer Gibbs had the big week against the Raiders. Um, You have had huge games from Montgomery this year. ARSB has probably been our most uh, dependable offensive weapon. And now today, 9 for 140 from LaPorta. So you touched on the rookies, Lou. I mean, you had that from LaPorta. You had 60 yards on the ground from Gibbs. And Campbell, first game really taking the reins. Nine tackles, two for a loss. So, all around, really good game. We have five weeks left in the season, the regular season, right? You've got to get better every week, week over week, going into the playoffs. And it's a low bar right now to get better next week than this week.
0: Yeah, and I just, I really thought we caught such a huge break at the end of that game like I I know Derek Carr is trash um but I I don't think I know you said like they wanted Jameis I mean he missed two open throws at the end Mm -hmm. I mean Olave was wide open the only reason he had like any semblance of offense was that tipped play to Olave Um, he's just as bad and honestly we got lucky in this game that that's who we were dealing with at the end of the game and I think we had was it three turnovers like in their zone and like even n- like inside the 40. Yep. We had the we had the Brian Branch one-handed pick which was spectacular. Nasty. Shades of when we were hanging out here at HQ for Young week Dawkins. one. Young Yes that rocked. Yep. Uh, the second one that I'm remembering was the car fumble right when they yes. had all the momentum. That's where the game really ended for them. Yep. Yep. Um. And then I know we had I thought we had one more turnover.
1: No just two turnovers. Just the two? One, one okay. pick one fumble loss. Okay but
0: they were both within like yes. their, their 30 or 40.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And that's where you win and lose games, and it was good to see us not turn the ball over. Goff has had a couple rough weeks mm-hmm. going into this one. We've just been uncharacteristically sloppy as far as ball security goes, and it was good to to have a clean zero on the board for this game, at least, in regards to uh, turnovers
2: that we've had. Yep, and I think you could honestly argue that we have the best running back duo in the NFL. Yeah, I, I think you absolutely Right, can. with the Thunder and the Lightning – um, they look like they're they're boys on the sidelines too. Every time they come off the field, one of them scores a touchdown. They're dapping each other up.
0: I think a few times they've given each other the goal line stands. Yeah. Like they've like he's called for a sub and they've left one or the other in. Whether that's made up or not, like that's what I've been reading
2: on the internet. Yeah. No, I mean they they've looked fantastic. The offense is is definitely clicking. If Jared's locked in, there's not many offenses that we can't score with in this league. We just got to tighten up on the other side of the ball.
1: And was it kind of good to see, or was it just me to see us hold Jamal Williams to ten yards on five carries,
2: dude? I did not know
0: that he did not have a touchdown this year. Yep. He does not have a touchdown this year. Right? Oh my god! I mean, it's just like I think people forget, like I forget he was on the team last year, and there was like crying in the streets when yeah. they didn't re-sign him.
1: And he made some slights at us when yeah. the whole situation came out and publicly said how you know they were their offers were basically way too low and not in his ballpark. And he said something about like being respected
0: and something like right. that. It was just like, right. I don't know. It was so
1: it was it was kind of, you know, it was nice to see he didn't do – he's really not in their game plan, and he didn't do anything against us. We hold him to 10 yards, and then both of our running backs have decent games. And I, I read a stat today, both Gibbs and Montgomery, over 600 yards so far this year on the ground, both have five-plus touchdowns. Yeah. That is – the best running back duo in the league.
0: Yeah, and they, um, I mean, they were almost split exactly on yards today. Gibbs had 60 for on eight carries, and Montgomery had uh, 56 on 18. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it, I mean, it's just, it's so nice to have those two in the backfield. One thing I've, I mean, maybe this is old news, but I think I just didn't want to admit it, but, dude, golf, golf does not throw spirals. No. Like, I feel like he throws a lot of ducks. He kind of
2: reminds me of, like, a Peyton Manning at the end of his career type yeah. deal balls. Yes. Dude, he throws, like, a lot of ducks.
0: <laughs> they're they're um, not pretty. No, they're not. Um, and even, like, I'm just thinking of, like, specific plays during the game. Like, I think peak nervousness for me was when, like, Goff did step up when it mattered most. Uh, mm-hmm. Even even when the play wasn't successful, like, he he jumped up late in the game with like four or five minutes left, jumped up in the pocket, and then bounced that one right off Montgomery's face. Yep. Yep. That's when I got a little nervous. Yeah. Um, and then that's when the Saints proceeded to, to bail us out. But he made that throw. He made the the big third down to Laporta. Yep. And then
2: the Jamison-Williams touchdown, he was a lead blocking too after that reverse. He came up and he was picking up guys down the field. I didn't
0: field. even notice that. Yeah. I was just staring at J-Mo fly through the air. Yeah. That was unreal.
1: Big play at the end too on third and eight with Reynolds. Reynolds, only when catch he, of the day. When he stepped up. Uh, That was Goff um, kind of in a pressure situation, Mm -hmm. throwing a good ball. So all in all, good to see Goff play a good game. You know, he had a rating, QB rating of over 117. Yeah, that's pretty good. No mistakes, exactly. Um, A little nervous, though, moving forward. Rag, now we don't know the severity of his injury. He is the captain of the line. He is the center. He does make the calls, so... I want to wait and see how serious that is because that could have big implications for us moving forward into the final quarter of the season.
0: Yeah, the only thing on our side there is he's like the grittiest guy on the team. Yeah, like he has been on the he injury battles. report every single week yep. since we drafted him, and he still plays. Yep, yep. Um, so next week, Chicago Bears. Uh, you know, you want to think it's going to be an easy one, but I just I don't think there's going to be any easy games throughout the rest of the year. Nope. No, um, this one felt like it was going to be just an absolute. You know, blowout, and it was awesome how he started, but, you know, it just gets all tight at the end. And I just, I don't know, that defense, it spooks me. And I really think we could use uh, Gardner back, CD back. Yes. You know, I think he would be a huge boost. Just for like pure energy levels and like I don't know attitude yeah. and identity. All of I mean, that. we
2: just always seem to struggle with mobile quarterbacks. I mean, even today, Taysom Hill, I think, had about sixty yards and a touchdown himself on the ground. And when he's in the game, you you like think ninety percent of the time he's running the ball, and we're still having trouble stopping it.
0: Yeah, and um. His uh, I, he had a bomb pass that was just like a little underthrown. Uh, that Kirby was able to get a hand on too. But I mean, the fans were booing in New Orleans. Like as soon as Carr came as in, car came I in saw and that. like I mean, I was grateful they didn't keep Taysom in because yeah. like I really think we would have we would have been in a lot of
1: trouble. Yeah, it was, was going to be a tough game. I, we didn't really Saints prep State. for this, but have you guys heard on James Houston? I feel like it's kind of gone radio silent on yeah. when he's set to return. If there's a date, I can't find anything saying he's getting better or he's expected back by X week. Like, it's kind of been hush-hush, and he's been out since week two now. He's been out two and a half months, which is longer than they had originally expected. I think it was a six- to eight-week injury was the original diagnosis. So, you know, between him and CD, that will help us. Yeah, I don't know if that's going to fix us, um, but it should help us here going into the playoffs.
0: Yeah, it says f- still a few weeks away, right. at least a few weeks away. Is, what is, was his injury? I'm looking right now. Okay. I don't even know. Um, to be clear, Houston played 21 snaps week one in the Chiefs.
1: Isn't it a knee? Given the ankle le- knee, it was a leg injury. I really I know that for sure. I'm scanning right now. I can't I think find it. It was out. an ankle injury, to be honest. But nonetheless, either way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, They're going to have to play much better going into the playoffs, but the good thing is we still have five weeks to right the ship, Mm -hmm. and we still got some tough games to uh, tune up because we are going to win the division and we are going to have a home playoff game.
0: And who knows? Maybe that's just who the Lions are. Maybe they just play to whatever the level is and they just hope to play a touch better. That's right. You know, the only real, you know, blowout, well, the Ravens game, and we've blown out a few teams, so never mind. Just disregard that. Yep.
2: How about uh, that chain guy on the sideline oh, today, that dude? dude. That was nasty, bad, bro. Dude. They, they like, moved the camera over to him. It looked like his leg was, like, barely hanging on terrible. by a thread.
0: Dude, it was bad. Yeah. That was, like, the um, – I remember that basketball player who took that shot and is like oh, – like, Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart, or, uh, Kevin Hart. yeah. Kevin, yeah. Kevin Ware. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, that was that was gruesome. That was very brutal. Yeah.
2: Did not enjoy that one bit. Um, Speedy recovery to the to the gentleman. I know Chang he's a big f- he's a big fan of the fizz too. So if you're <laughs> listening, buddy, we wish you well. Yeah,
0: nothing else really.
2: Big around the league. Honestly, a bunch of
0: snooze fest games. Uh, Terrible. I do. I do think we should talk about your, the gutless matchup of the week that you discussed. The Patriots Chargers. Oh my God! Chargers won six to nothing.
2: Fire him immediately, dude. He won. I know, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> you can't score a touchdown against the Patriots with that offense. You're fucking sick in the head. Yes, I had Eckler anytime. Okay, what the <laughs> fuck's going on?
1: <laughs> I mean,
2: this game we knew it was going to
1: be gutless. Six nothing, and we're getting a follow-up of the Gutless Bowl 2.0. <laughs> Patriots at Steelers yes. Thursday night. You wanna talk about gutless. We were talking about it before the show. That might be the lowest over under in NFL history.
0: It's gonna be around like twenty-five to thirty. It's
1: gonna be like Iowa versus Minnesota
0: over yeah. under us. Oh god. Yeah.
2: Steelers get fucking ran out the building today against Arizona. My fucking, <laughs> my
0: fucking survivor pick.
2: Arizona hadn't won a game
0: on the road all year. Boswell hadn't missed a kick all, hasn't missed a kick all year. Both of them happened. Cardi's win 24-10 to 10 in fucking Heinz Field. Kenny
1: P. Hurt. Okay, yeah, yep.
0: just Trubisky's trotting in there. There was like four weather delays. That game
2: just sucked you're a Steelers fan. The was, other gutless game uh, yeah. today was the fucking Jets and Staring Falcons. Right it, yeah, oh baseball God, score.
0: No, Dude, it was like
2: terrible. two to nothing at it half.
0: It
1: was ten to five or something <laughs> yeah. at one point. Braves versus Mets. Dude, just
0: <laughs> absolute dog shit. The Dolphins fucking curb stomp the Commanders. Uh, the Broncos lose to the Texans. The Texans seem to be a real team now. Yeah. Um, and then we just had like an incompetency battle between the Colts and the Titans where the Colts, <laughs> where the Colts are seven and five. I know. And they're five and one on the road and they've done it all with gardner Minshew. i swear that guy just went he's a baller he dude. balls dude he's he's a gamer. i like
2: gardner always have always will he lived in a van for a while do you yeah. guys remember that story yeah saved all his money vanned it yeah uh, that's what you got to your do hero. that's what you got to do to be successful in the nfl you get a van you pack all your shit in the van and you live on the road
0: that's the key to success <laughs> in the nfl according to ice cold brew <laughs> you
2: understand
0: uh, all right, so Lions next week. We got the Bears on the road. I got to imagine the Bears are sh- still pretty salty about that last game. Uh, any divisional game in Chicago is going to be a tough one. It's going to be a cold one. Golf's little fingies are going to be <laughs> all chilly out in the windy city. Uh, I'm curious what that line's going to open up at, but that's going to be. Uh, a little bit tougher than I think we were yelling about the Gotta first time we close. played them.
1: Got to be close to what this week's spread was. Think I so? Goal,
2: give or take, yeah. yeah. Three and a half, four, somewhere in there run the pill pound the pill that's all you got to do keep golf's fingies warm keep them
0: warm uh meaningful december football been a long time fellas
2: yeah i'm excited it's gonna be awesome enjoy the ride yes we got one more away game and then we are back in the heart of detroit for the denver broncos tailgate that's gonna be fucking electric yeah flex to saturday yeah uh, you want to talk about cold fingies on the birds, boys. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. I'll be wearing some gloves. I might have to throw the Robin costume back on just for all hey. time's sake. Mike said he does like seeing us dress up in costumes. So yeah, maybe he does. We do that. He does like that. He does like that <laughs> for reasons we can't stay it on the air though. Of course. Um, all right. Well, that's all we got for the NFL. Unless you that's guys got other notes here. That's nope. it. Cool. Bigger, maybe, probably bigger football news today. It was electric before NFL started. It was the college football playoff. Um, I don't watch college as closely as I watch the NFL, but I know what these top six teams look like. And in, in an unprecedented uh, move by the college football playoff committee, first time an undefeated Power 5 conference does not make the Final Four playoff. Florida State held out in place of Alabama. So it was number one, Michigan, number two, Washington, number three, Texas, number four, Alabama. Boys, what are your thoughts?
1: My thoughts are this, are, um, you know, I think every team wanted to see Florida State, and my thought is Florida State should have made the playoff, okay? They're not in Conference USA, they're not in the Mountain West, they're in the ACC, a well-respected conference. They've had three national champions here in the last 10 years, Florida State once, Clemson twice. This is a program that recruits well, it's not a one-player program, it's not... This quarterback was just carrying the team. They have a great defense. They held Louisville to its lowest point total this season. Only time all season Louisville got held to single digits, and they've only scored less than three touchdowns once other than this game. Florida State holds them to six points, earns their way in. What else did Florida State do? They beat two, not one. Two SEC teams this year, one at a neutral site when they beat down LSU to start the season. And then obviously their rivals, Florida. So <clears throat> to me, complete bullshit. They kind of get the somewhat of a car or a, a pass um, for this because, well, we're changing it next year, so it's gonna help these problems. No, 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 no. Florida
2: State got fucked, and Florida State shouldn't have got fucked. They earned their way to the playoff. Tough go. I agree it was a tough go, but I'll be honest with you, I think this is the one thing that the NCAA finally got right. Um, The top four teams that did make it are the four best teams right now, Um, and Florida State actually got double royally fucked because now they're going to be playing Georgia on a New Year's Eve bowl on top of not being in the Final Four. Um, But at the end of the day, I mean, Michigan steamrolls Florida State if they play them. I just feel like from a competition standpoint, it just makes much more sense to have the top four teams that they do have in there. I think it's going to be an awesome playoff, to be honest with you. It's good to see Texas get back in it. People were arguing for Ohio State to get back into it, which is a fucking joke. Um I think that the, the committee got, got this one right.
0: Yeah, I'm with I'm with you, Pizzo, because I think at the end of the day, they just wanted the top four teams. And while Florida State has an awesome resume, I mean, all they could do was win the games in front of them, they're not the same team without their starting quarterback. And the team that beat LSU on September 3rd is a lot different than the team that we saw last night um, in the ACC championship. Now, would I be going full January 6th if I was a Florida State fan? Yes, absolutely. I'd be raiding the Towers – Furious, because, like, what else are you supposed to do? Yeah. You did everything right. You've won every single game. You even did it with a third-string quarterback. You've done everything completely right. But from an outside fan who has no skin in the game with any of these – well, I mean, I want Michigan to lose. Everyone knows that. but Sure. with no, like, actual MSU college skin in the game – you got to love that Bama's in the mix now. I just feel like the final four is so much more exciting. I feel like this is the first year where we truly don't know what the championship is going to look like. It feels like every year you have like a Georgia Alabama, where you know what the finals is going to be. I feel like this is a complete coin toss, and Bama makes it so much more spicy.
1: I understand where you guys are coming from, but my question that I raise to that point of view is why even play the games in September that are tough then? Why even have the tough non-conference games if it's not going to matter because something out of your control happens, like an injury? It doesn't make sense to me. You, you play a game in September to boost your resume, but then when it comes to December, if your team looks different, it doesn't matter at that point. So that's my counterargument to it all is why do you even play the games and why do you even schedule the games if it's not going to matter come the end of the season? Yeah, true. that's fair.
2: And I mean, but realistically, outside of LSU – like, their schedule was pretty shitty this year. Well, you
1: got LSU. You got Duke, who was a top 25 team. You had Louisville, who you just beat, who's a top 25 team. And you know what? You're playing in a Power 5 conference. So, I agree. you know, we agree to disagree. Clemson's not a bad team. Right. Um, they're, they're still a, a proud uh, university and program. But at the end of the day, you're undefeated and you've beaten three ranked teams. And you still don't find your way in over two teams who have lost a game this year. Not just one, two teams they put in over them.
0: But, like, would you admit that, like, Bama
1: would – or Michigan would steamroll Florida State? I I, I don't know. I think their defense is really good. I I really don't know – and I always hold on to the point with Cardale Jones. No one knew who Cardale Jones was until he got thrown into that situation. And Ohio State, which is much like a, a Florida State program where they get five stars every year, they have two, three strings deep of players who were big-time high school football players. I don't know. I don't know. And I, I didn't watch much of their game last night, but they beat a top-20 team in, and it really was never in question, even though it was close. They controlled that whole game, and from what I remember, they were never down in that game.
0: Yeah, but I just, I just feel like we do have the four best teams in college football, and like, at the end of the day, that's what they want in there. Um, I totally hear what you're saying, and you know who agrees with you, like 10x, is every Michigan fan out there, (laughs) because whether you say, like, you don't know if they could handle them, I guarantee you there isn't one Michigan fan out there that would say confidently they would have rather had Alabama than Florida State. Now, you're going to get a lot of them that will say that right now, Mm -hmm. because that's just the situation, and that's, like, how they react to things, Um, but... It was a telltale sign if you guys saw the video of them announcing it. Hottest video on the internet right now. Yep of them pure the Michigan disarray. like whole organization the whole program watching them announce that they get Alabama you could hear audible groans mm-hmm. and then they realize what they're doing and they have to applaud quickly to make yeah. it seem like <laughs> right. that no one has it better than us. Type well, deal. when
2: you think you're getting Florida State and you get Bama instead, there's going to be a lot of moaning and groaning going yes, on. Yes,
0: absolutely, and I can't wait for that. I can't wait for these Final Four games. Yep. I think they're going to rock. I think they're going to rock. So let's make let's make some predictions. Even though we've got some time till the game, but right off the rip, I think we're going to see a Bama. Texas rematch in the national championship?
1: I mean, I said this before, and I know they're the longest odds. I was really impressed with Washington. I think Washington is a sneaky, low-key team that is going to win at least their game against Texas. Um, I think it's going to be Washington v. Bama. And I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to take them plus 750 and say that the Huskies and Michael Penix
2: are going to win the national title.
0: Playing who? Bama. You said that? Yep. Yeah. Wasn't paying attention. Sorry.
2: <laughs> wow. I would honestly, Texas and Washington have been two teams that I've watched a lot of uh, this year, a lot of their games. And I like both of their styles of football. I think that they're both very high energy on the offensive side. They sling it down the field. I'm a little bit worried about Washington on the defensive side of the ball playing Texas. I do think that Washington covers this game, but I think Texas is gonna win outright um, and face Bama. And I got the horns coming back as the national titles this year. Wow. I'm yeah. taking
0: Bama. I'm taking Bama. So let's all take different wow. people here. and No one's p- picking Michigan unless producer Mike is, and if he does, he's fired. Yep. Um, <laughs> so I'm taking Bama. I think it's one of those things where Saban, uh, you never give – you know, you got to kill him when he's down. Yeah. Like you can't give a guy like Saban and Bama a second chance, um, and he got it by getting into the playoffs here late. Uh <laughs> You know, came back, beat beat Georgia, gave him a second chance, beat Georgia. And then, uh, I mean, the Auburn game, you know, like survived by the skin of his teeth. He doesn't want that to happen again. Right. I got Bama just coming in angry, hot, um, and taking full redemption of their second chance, which is pretty boring, but... Um, I don't know. I think that's what's gonna happen. I will happen.
1: say this. This is the most wide open playoff I can remember. I can see a scenario where any team wins the national title, and I think any team can beat any of the other four teams yes. on any Agreed. given day. And
0: and there is my biggest like full circle of like if Florida State's in there, I feel like that's not the case. I feel like you have a chance for three of the four. We'll never know. Yeah, we'll never know. We'll never know. got we'll the never chance. Know. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if they'll like uh I wonder do you think they'll play the The New Year's Six game versus Georgia? Yes. You you think they'll play it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Do you think that it's going to be as controversial when it gets to the 12th team next year?
2: So, like – Probably. 12, 13, 14, like are we going to have this – There's still going to be something going on in hundred discussions still, But it's definitely going to be a lot more clear-cut. You know what I mean? Each each division winner is getting in. Yeah, and then your top, you know, two teams from the Power Fives are probably going to get in. And I feel like the stakes now. The, oh yeah, Power four. The stakes
0: are a lot like lower once you get in, into that range. Like, I mean, there's always controversy. There's always beef. Like, think of the 64 teams for the NCAA tournament. Yep. Like, there's everyone bitches and Somebody's moans and that People are crying. Whether well, but, like 64. the stakes are so much lower? Right. It's like, well, you know, if you were undefeated Sorry. and didn't get Liberty. in, Liberty. Yeah, you you know, right. Like, like tough. you're tough. Yeah. yeah. You know, like maybe should have won a couple more games and like. It's just one of those things where it's not going to be as big of a deal because it's they don't win as much. I'm excited for that
2: next year. That's going to be awesome. Yeah, but I mean they'll definitely be bitching and moaning
0: and crying. The of selection show is just going to be bigger. That's all it is. Yep. Yeah.
2: I will say this: what a
1: what a great setting to have michigan bama rose bowl and then you got texas washington in the sugar bowl it's like, awesome it's going to be electric i agree with you i think both games are going to be great games and like i mean
0: michigan bama is so much better than michigan florida state like it's so much more exciting you can sit there and wade between it there's no way it you more exciting
1: 100 this- percent. yes it's more exciting i'm just not throwing out florida state as like a, a wash they're trash I'm kidding. They're undefeated. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm kidding. Our They're, boy, Keon, too. Yeah, yeah. I know. R.I.P.
0: He made a pretty good decision going there, huh? Yeah, it no? seemed to work didn't out. Make a okay. pl- didn't make the playoffs.
2: <laughs> True. Same spot as Michigan State. Yeah, that's <laughs> right.
0: Um, well, all right. Speaking of entertaining, uh, I feel like, you know, tis the season getting a little colder out. Um, everyone's kind of picking their shows going on right now i feel like there's a lot of tv coming out because i feel like the strike is like i don't know if it's coming to an end or what but i, I feel like it ended. It, it ended Yeah, okay because like yeah. i feel like all these shows have been released yep. so i was just kind of chatting with the guys before the show and i was like are you guys watching anything new they mentioned a few things um so i just kind of want to do a little round table of like what we're what we're watching what we're peeping something i have been into did you guys ever watch the original squid games yes yeah no. Okay. You've been well,
2: watching the challenge one? Is yes. that the new one? Yeah.
0: Have you seen it? I haven't. I okay. was thinking
2: about watching it. What's so, your
0: feedback? Well, so the show rocks. First off, mm-hmm. you should totally watch the original show. Like, I really liked it.
2: The only beef with the original one is that the mouths don't line up with the words on some of the stuff because I think it was originally... It's dubbed over. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. otherwise, it's it's entertaining as yeah. fuck. It's great yeah. show. Good. Yeah.
0: It's a little odd that it's like dubbed over, but it's still like... I mean, it's like the movie Parasite. You just yeah. Of, it's, like, it's still That really, was a great movie, too. Yeah. So, um... But basically, like, if you haven't seen Squid Game, the the premise of the show is where do you know where it's based out of, Mike? Uh, South Korea. So, S- okay, South Korea. So it's based out of South Korea. I knew Mike would know. Um, and they take kind of like these low lifes that have nothing to live for in life, essentially, and they would do anything. They'd risk their lives for an ins- a life changing amount of money. So this like group of rich, powerful individuals, like, recruits these people, has them play these games, go through, like, these tests, and then 456 people are recruited into this show. Mm -hmm. And they go through these challenges, and then they're killed off one by one, and each time someone's killed off, money is added to a big pot. Mm -hmm. So that's the premise of the show. And now they have done a game show, for real, it's called The Challenge, and obviously they don't kill them. And at first I started watching it, and I thought it was a little corny, because, like... Uh, the way they take these people, like eliminate them, they have like ink poppers in their on their shirts. Yeah, and they literally pop like they got shot, okay. and like blood comes down, and they fake die.
1: <laughs> All right. So it's
0: a little corny. Yeah, yeah. That is corny <laughs> for sure. That's corny. But and I at first I was like this is gonna suck, but then you watch it and it gets so fucking intense because it really is 456 people competing for four point five, six million dollars. Only one person wins. And one person okay. wins. And right now they're down to the final three. There's one episode left. Um, and I would just highly, highly recommend it. Cause it's not just like the games they play, they live together in this warehouse and they form these friendships and they like lie to each other. And then they're honest with each other. And then you can protect people or not protect people. And there is like no rhyme or reason for how people survive. Like, if you are too popular, that's a disadvantage. If you're not popular enough, like that's that's a disadvantage in some games. Like if you're athletic, it's an advantage in some. If you're unathletic, it's an advantage in some. Like there is no rhyme or reason. It's like half skill, half luck, half relationships, half popularity contest um, that like keep you in or out of this game. Mm-hmm. And every one of them has like my hands and feet sweating. And it's just kind of wild to think like one person is gonna win this thing and win four. Plus million dollars. So I recommend Squid Game the Challenge. I'll
1: have to I'll peep it. I'll give it a go. It's good. What are you watching, Channy? I'm watching um Hard Knocks in Season. Uh just started watching. No way. Uh they got the Dolphins on the Hard Knocks in season. Uh watched two episodes of that this weekend, so caught up a little bit on that. But good entertaining team, a lot of personalities on it. Tua Tyreek. Mike McDaniels, uh, Jalen Ramsey, so uh, an entertaining team and a good team. I mean, they're obviously battling for the one seed, so I peep that. I love hard knocks. It's funny seeing Mike McDaniels. I don't know if you guys – or Mike McDaniel. I don't know if you guys watched it. I haven't seen it yet, no. But, like, he's just himself. Like, he's kind of a nerd, and he, like – like, how he is in his press conferences, like, that's kind of how he is – around the team at all times yes. and I think that's why they respect him so much and like him is he's like not trying to be anyone else he's he's very genuine so um watching the uh, Dolphins hard knocks um and other than that that's all I'm really watching right now
2: yeah I've been watching uh I don't know if you guys you guys ever watch Fargo yeah the tv show yeah yeah so season five just came out uh I think like late November actually. So I've been dialed into that. I just kind of got into it. The I think I finished two episodes so far. Um, I like it. It's kind of like a dark humor with like, you know, that mysterious like murder scene and scandalous like housewife and they tie together all these different crimes that are going on and it kind of like all ends up circling into one at the end. Um, so far so good from what I've and seen. It's, they're true stories. Yeah. They're right? all based on true stories. Um, they just obviously switch up the characters' names, but it's based out of Minnesota and, and North Dakota on this one, so they got the funny accents.
0: So are they all, like, so have you seen all of the
2: Fargo's? Yeah, I've seen the original movie. Yeah. And then I've seen, like, season one, two, and three. I actually have not seen season four, so.
0: So are they all based out of Minnesota, South, Daco- or South Th- that Dakota? That general area. Yeah. I think
2: this is the first one that was Minnesota. I think the other one was more in the Dakotas more. Okay.
0: Because I've seen, I saw the first one with Billy Bob Thornton, uh-huh. um, and I haven't seen one since, but I'm, ov- I'm watching this one. Yeah. Uh, John Hamm yep. is in it. Yep. Yeah. No, it's pretty good. It's entertaining so far. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Good show. So that's what I'm on right now. Nice. There's also one more show uh, that I would recommend for you guys. It's called Murder at the End of the World. It's on Hulu. Um, I feel like there's four or five episodes out right now, but essentially it's, like, picture, like, the Elon Musk or, like, a Jeff Bezos-type rich guy, like, puts together this, like, mega team for like a conference and he want it's like an innovation conference, but it's, it's in like Iceland. It's in like the most remote area of Iceland. And it's like this big snow fortress. Um, and the main character is like this 22 year old female coder She's or a hacker. She's like a hacker. Okay. Um, and she can hack like all these systems and like wrote books on it. And, but like, she was also like solving mysteries by like hacking technology and okay. So that's like the, her personality, but then they go to this conference two people have died and like everyone's trying to figure out what's going on. Like who's at the helm. It's like a whodunit type deal, but it's a very like, like almost like a futuristic. Okay. So what's what's this
2: one called? Uh, Murder at the end of the world. Murder Murder at at the the end of the world. world, I, I think or
0: like, yeah, something like that. Murder at the end of the world. It's on Hulu. It's a good show.
2: So that's what I'm into as well right now. All right. Nice. Yeah. Nice. yeah we're getting into show season here. Uh, no more college football for a month. Mm-hmm. We got NFL. We still got our, our Red Wings balling out. I know Channy's still dialed into the Pistons over there. Uh, <laughs> dialed
0: in. Those no, those you're dialed. You're
2: t- <laughs> <laughs> Nice. That was good.
0: That was good. But, yeah, speaking of the Wings, uh, I do want to talk about the week that they just had because very exciting stuff. Obviously, Um, you know, we like went loads to the ceiling for Kane last week. Uh, and then right after we recorded that episode, it went New York Rangers. Well, we were recording during the New York game. Yeah. yeah. So we recorded during the New York game. Um, wings ended up losing that one. That was a shit loss too. Unreal. Yeah. yeah. Really shitty loss. I thought the refs stunk, um, kind of played, had some sloppy play, but honestly, it was pretty forgettable because the next day they just came home and shit Throttled pumped. Them. Yes, shit pumped the Chicago Blackhawks with like Kane over looming the whole situation. Fabry probably had the goal of the year. Yeah, that was
2: nasty. Dude, that was all over like spit and chiclets and everything too. Walked them and yeah. then
0: uh, Mickey Redmond said uh, his the defenseman's jock was hanging from the ceiling. <laughs> and I watched that whole game like very intently. And in between the first and second period, they didn't cut to commercial at all it was just Mickey Redmond sitting with Steve Iserman and asking him questions. And, One, number one, I think Iserman is so, like, methodical with how he answers stuff. He he talks a lot without saying a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, and Mickey just kind of, like, says, like, what happened with Patrick Kane? he, like, goes till, like, literally the next intermission starts. (laughs) Uh, He seriously, like, would talk forever. But he – Iserman just kind of laid out the whole process, said, you know, I was one of the only ones to meet with him face-to-face. And then the biggest thing was just, like, this medical team he put together uh, where he he was, like, with the medical team most of the time, like, watching, pacing his recovery – Blah blah blah. And like he just instilled so much confidence in the decision, at least for me personally. Like watching Steve Eiserman say how much he believed in this pick. Um, I just thought that was like the coolest thing ever. Um so like watching that Red Wings Blackhawks game was like pure crack. Pure yeah. Like just, just beating up on our least favorite team while being in first like not first place but third, third place while yeah. they're in last yep and we just have like one of Full their best throttle. players of all time
2: yep yeah absolutely and a lot of the guys that aren't like our superstars are stepping up like sprong has looked unreal he's yes. firing on all cylinders valeno has looked really good the mm-hmm. last few games fabry i know we mentioned um we finally won a game in overtime yes to, finally montreal yesterday yes yeah.
0: One one cool moment from that Montreal game I wanted to mention. So Wings came out like fucking gangbusters. By the way, my bet, cooking with gas, three goals in the first period. Oh, boy. So, again, if they're not the favorite, take them one and a half. So Wings were – or if they are the favorite, take them one and a half. If they're not the favorite, take them two and a half. And you're going to get close to even money every time. But the Wings are putting up two goals in the first period, and you're cruising. Anyways, Wings uh, beat Montreal, and one of the coolest moments of that game was Kane was in the booth with – Ken and Mick, uh, during the second period, I want to say. And they were talking about it, and they just said, like, it would be pretty cool if uh, Dabrinka got his 200th goal with you standing here, and sure as shit – a right minute away. and a half later,
2: yeah. <laughs> that's sweet. DeBrinket
0: popped in a, a nice one-timer, almost like a vertical pass from from Sider, one of the nicest passes I've seen this year. Uh, put it in, got his 200 point with Caner in the booth with Ken and Mick, which I just thought, like, to me, I was like, this is kind of the highest I've ridden the Red Wings in such a long time. Canes like uh, yeah. in the booth, Wings are winning. debrinket has got his 200th point, who's our second biggest signing next to the guy that's standing in the booth, um, and the Wings have won five of six after Wallman buried in overtime and did a full-on gritty. Yeah, he, just that's fucking his move bunkers,
2: now. Yeah.
1: And, and not as like uh, as big of a hockey guy as you guys, but what I like seeing, 86 goals for, that's the most out of any Eastern Conference playoff team right now. Yeah. So their offense is obviously Humming. clicking right now. Um, and then looking ahead to their schedule, their next four games, the next three at Buffalo, home against San Jose, home against Ottawa, You're you're probably favored in all three of those games, I would have to imagine, um, before heading to Dallas next week. But you look at this week's slate, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday – None of those teams are, are better than the bottom three in their respective conferences. You got to think the train may keep rolling, and then you add Kane into the mix in about what a week or two here. No, buddy, I think I he's think coming Tuesday, back from right? Buffalo. Wow. Yeah. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah. Like, I, wow. I get okay. like
0: chills. I'm seriously so fucking excited. I'm gonna give away. Anybody listening right now, be sure to watch the stories. I'm giving away a Caner jersey. Um, we're gonna raffle one off. Yeah. I can't wait to do it. Probably slip another one in the cart for myself. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> of course. Expense it. Who cares? <laughs> Don't worry about it, Jerry. Thanks, Jerry. Jerry, Jerry. <laughs> Jerry don't listen to that. Bitch. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, dude, I think he's coming back versus Buffalo on Tuesday, and he's from Buffalo. It's going to be a whole fucking thing. Um, can't wait to see it. And I know he's chomping at the bit to get back. So the Wings just have me super excited. One thing that doesn't have me super excited about the Wings, though, Huso is not playing too great, but Lions playing awesome. So I'm curious to see how the the – the goaltending battle plays mm-hmm. out. It would be kind of interesting if
2: our third stringer became our starter. For sure. Um, you got any games uh, on the docket coming up that you're looking to, to get down to LCA for? Um, I had nothing
0: specifically planned, uh, but one, like, way ahead. Uh, and it might – well, we got to see if it works. But Sunday, I think February 25th. Whoa. Is, okay. Yeah, well, sometimes. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why it's circled. It's uh, Kane's return to Chicago, first time he's ever played him, and it's Chelios retirement night. Oh, wow! I might have mentioned it on the last one, but wow. but yeah, Chelios it's Chelios retirement night with Caners. I think first time ever playing the Blackhawks because I don't think he ever played them on the Rangers.
1: Yep, yeah. I don't think
0: either. Yeah, so that's when I got circled. That and that's in Chicago. <laughs> that's obviously. in Chicago, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. February 20th. it's a Sunday. Oh, 6 wow. o'clock.
2: that'd be pretty. That'd be pretty sweet to go to that. Yeah, you got any? You got any booked? Yeah, me and Channy are actually going with a couple people. Uh, New yeah. Year's Eve, yeah. Channy, hockey guy over here. Now we're gonna Was go to Boston? the. Yeah, Boston for five o'clock game, and then Boston, hit a dinner. New Year's. What do you think? Couple of pops. Oh, buddy. Couple. You guys gonna keep it? Yeah, you guys gonna buddy. keep. Yeah, over <laughs> under from last
0: night. What <laughs> do you going to
2: be a wilder night. Uh, probably gonna hit the over on that one, and uh, I'll probably just watch the game couple waters and head home after yeah the game. keep it clean you know I into I mean? the new yeah. year new That's year's it. resolution maybe a game of uno yeah something like that yeah you know?
0: Ooh. so i see you teeing up the transition normally it's you and me busting our balls i know yeah with That's these trends segue low
1: take it channy all right so today we are playing the game of what is your favorite What is your favorite board game is the topic today. (laughs) We're doing a snake draft, three rounds, board games. So we're not talking about video games. We're not talking about card games like poker or anything like that. Your traditional board games. We all know them. We all love them. Lou thought of the idea. So with that being said, I think it's fair that Lou gets to get the first overall pick. I'll relinquish the second to Frank just to keep it simple with the flow. And, and but, I'll
0: take the third. And just a couple of clarifications: we did note. Well, I mean, let's you know, figure it out. Make sure we're all on the same page. Like, no card games, like traditional cards. No. But right. like, like for example, Uno counts.
2: Yes. Okay, right? Yep. Are we good yes. with that? Yes. Okay. I'm not picking it, but yes, that's right? Not I agree. Right. A 52 deck or a 52 card. Right. We're not, deck. not talking no, about no, like euchre. No, no. We're not doing euchre. Yeah. Texas Hold'em. Yeah, no. No. Right. no, no. Yeah, were you guys? Were you guys pretty big board gamers? Uh, growing growing up, up, I was yeah. big time. Same, yeah. same. Yeah, I played a lot of board games. Um, I still do actually mess around with. a few of them here and there when, when there's time, but, uh, but yeah, I'm excited for this you one. you mess around with a few, like, <laughs> you don't, like, play board games by yourself. Well, man. you don't know that, Chandler. <laughs> when I'm done with Roller Coaster Tycoon, I fire up life, you know? So, that's just how she goes. Let's just pick the first pick, man. <laughs> right, Jeez. here we go. So, first overall pick, wow, a lot of pressure here, gotta come out hot. Dagger, I'm gonna well. go with one of my favorite all-time board games in Clue. Wow. Detective. They've known me to be in the library with the candlestick multiple times. Yeah,
0: but what you're doing with it is, 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 not, it is not what the game yeah, –
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, we know what you're doing with the
2: candlestick in the library. But. Give me Clue, number one overall, an absolute goaded board game. Dude, I haven't played Clue in so long. What are me some either. of the names? Colonel Mustard? Colonel Mustard, Professor Plum. Isn't uh, there a green, Mrs. Green? Red, Scarlet, I yeah. think so. Yeah, Mr. Green. Yeah. Um, has that game evolved at all? Because, like, I haven't seen, like, a lot
0: of the new school games. Like, I was wondering if it, like, you know. They, like, added stuff to it. You know, it? they got, yeah, like, yeah. Monopoly you can play in, like,
2: 20 minutes. I don't think they deal. have. Like, I think they, I mean, it's just such a good game. There's nothing really you want to, like, change it up. That's, like, you don't, like, remake Titanic. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. It's the same thing. Yeah.
0: I wouldn't remake that boat either. <laughs> it literally
2: fucking sunk.
0: Right. All right. So, I'm going to go with uh, No Doubter here. I was kind of nervous you were going to take it. Um, but I was, I still am. Big sorry. Sorry, guy. Wow. Love that game! Great game to have with, uh, you know, a foursome. Grab some drinks; it gets real ruthless.
1: Oh, foursome! Yeah, easy, buddy. <laughs> with the candlestick?
0: I'm, yeah, yeah. Grab the candlestick. <laughs> grab three friends. Lay the board out. See what happens.
2: My favorite thing with Sorry is when you land on like the sliding thing, and somebody's pieces at the end, and you just like fucking them. railroad just, it off the board. It's such a great <laughs> shit talking game. Yes. It's such
0: a great disrespect game. There's no loyalties. Uh, it turns chaotic when you got four people going um not a ton of strategy but if you know how to play there's definitely a little strategy behind it yep. love sorry yep. yep
1: all right did you hear that one is that I, trouble
0: it's trouble <laughs> That's that a good is, sound effect that is <laughs>
1: trouble boys give me trouble with the third overall pick Talk about electric. When you get a log jam at the end of the game and you got to hit like a one to get into the safe area and you got everyone gunning for you, you got to hit, what is it, the six to come out of your space Mm -hmm. to be able to get out. You're never dead in trouble. You can be way behind. You can get booted back into your own bench and it totally flips the game. Love me some trouble. I'll take trouble third overall. And with the fourth overall pick, I'm going to go with the classic. We all had it growing up. One of the oldest board games, give me Candyland. Wow. Wow. Candyland is a great game. I played that a ton growing up. I'll say when I was a kid, that was probably my favorite game. Um, I was looking at, you know, when board games, you know, things about it, when doing some research on it. It was created in 1948. Wow, that's I crazy. didn't know Candyland was that old. Me neither. I don't either. Uh, yeah, we're approaching 75 years right now on Candyland. So give me Candyland with my second pick. Um
0: can you guys can you guys name any of the characters from Candyland?
2: No. I dude, I used to know them too. Spit spit some out, Frank. <laughs> well, here we
0: go. So there's there's King Candy. Okay, All makes right. sense. Mr. Mint who I think we all are like big candy cane guy, Mr. Mint. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's Peppermint Beaver. Wasn't there a gumdrop something? Uh, there's Jolly. He kind of looks like a gumdrop. Oh, okay. Uh, there's Lord Licorice. <laughs> I said pepperm- Peppermint Beaver, right? And who could forget Grandma Nut? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we got Peppermint <laughs> Beaver, Grandma, Grandma Nut, Nut. Uh, Lord Licorice. <laughs> Hold on. Uh, there's like a bunch of them. These are great. Let's see if there's more here. Prin- Peppermint Nut? Looks like there's oh, Princess Princess Lolly.
1: For so how was she looking not, yeah I mean I don't know <laughs> how the
0: board game chat got this you know we had like the foursome thing we had the candlestick and now oh and it looks like they just have kept adding characters they have just kept they keep adding them I'm trying to see what else we got here who's this woman? <laughs> Ice Cream Peaks. That's a new town they added. Oh, wow. okay.
1: There we go. This is, it's evolving. It it, is. No, it's it, not that's the original 1948 Gumdrop version. Mountain. Gumdrop Mountain. Yeah, so those okay. are the
0: lands, you know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, lot going on. Who's Frostine? That's another chick in the game. Queen Frostine. All right. Anyways, <laughs> I'm up here. Okay, so for my next pick on the board games, I'm going to roll the dice here a little bit. Hope. That I think one's going to stick around, um, but I'll take a, I'll take a traditional here. Uh, we'll go battleship. Damn, oh, yeah. that was on mine. Yeah, battleship. Great game. great game. Easy setup. Not much to it. Sit down. Start firing away. Yep. Um, no worse feeling than when someone's like tracking one of your ships down, and you're just going down one by
2: one. And you're just like scrambling Help to worse. find one. Yes. So so when you play, if you hit a ship. Do you continue to look for other ships and then go back to sink that ship, or do you finish off the boat before you go? I clean them down. Yeah, I clean okay. the shit off. Okay. I clean it up. Yeah. So you guys suck at the game, obviously. No,
0: <laughs> no pretty good. And uh, actually, in, to uh, come full circle in, in that Squid Game I was talking about, they do like a human battleship. Okay, and it's pretty, it's pretty cool. Nice. Um, one word of advice I learned dur- d- during it: if you're playing like a novice of the game. Uh, C three. They'll always guess C three if they don't know how to play. Okay, It's it's like the most guessed square. In battleship, really? so don't put a boat in C three.
2: I'm like unreal at laying out my boats, and that. In like I the was beginning. just about
1: like, to say, thank you for taking battleship, so we didn't hear how Lou's like a lieutenant, and he's like, still like coming yeah. in, and he to do does it I the like railroad. Like, your I mean, it's just,
0: did you expect him to be like, oh, I'm not, I'm not that good at battleship? Yeah. Like I ride oh, the a, seas. Yeah. I made a pirate song <laughs> one time. He's been known so far in this game. He's been known to be a good detective, and he's <laughs> unreal at laying out his ships.
2: <laughs> Correct both. Seem to be true. No, they're not. If we were on Mori, that would right. be a fact. We should just play these games for one of the shows. Just yeah, play them. Absolutely. If we were on
1: Mori, go ahead, moron. That'd be good content. People All right, here we go.
2: Let's kick it back to a classic 1956 legend game that actually taught me a lot about poker. Um, playing cards. Yahtzee. You Yahtzee's got, a good game. Yahtzee's, Yahtzee's a great a really game. Good game. Good I actually still there. play Yahtzee. Um, at a lot of family parties, we, we gamble on it a little bit, you know, five bucks ahead. It is the deal. intro to gambling. Yep. It's like it the training learn, wheels to gambling. You learn the full house. You learn the four <laughs> yes. of a kinds, you know, all the straights and, um, good time. Great game. Give me Yahtzee boys. I love right? it. Go ahead, Lou. You got the fi- first pick of the final round. Okay. Love it. Um, I'm going to go out here on a limb. This is one of my favorite games. I still play this, uh, to date with my girlfriend, actually Scategories. Great game. Yes. A lot of fun, a um, lot of thought needed, just things that I'm good at, Frank. <laughs> <understand. laughs> if no. there's, any if there's Yeah,
0: there is not a lot of thought in the things you do. So I don't believe that. Great with word. Grade. There it is. Great with words. I'll help you out there, bud. Remember Slack and Flack? That was a fun one from last week. I'm just
2: getting started on the
0: Flack. No, dude. Scattergory great game. Great for this time of year, too. It you is. get
2: people together. And it's cool. Like, you can do groups and do, like, teams yes. and shit like that, and yeah, it's a fucking awesome game. Yeah, I love what, Yeah, getting the crew together playing games. So one that I love here, and I'm curious
0: if you guys have even heard of it. It's kind of a newer game, but I love it so much when you're, like, hanging out with people and drinking. and hang, uh, It's called Codenames. You heard of this game? I have, yeah. You played this, Chandler? No. It's a great game. I highly recommend it. Um, so essentially what it is is, like, you have four people, and you can do it with more, but four is kind of the ideal number. And you are – so, like, say – Chandler and Mike are on a team. Me and Pizzo are on a team. Um, you guys would get blown out. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> you, and so I'm going to try to describe this. Essentially, you lay out, like, a table of cards, and it's like, I don't know, six rows of six, we'll say. I don't know exactly. It might be five of five. And on the card, there are words. And then the people who know the words, like – you get them. This is tough to explain. You get like a map of which words are your words and which words are their words, and then which words are like neutral or grenade. There's one grenade word where you mm-hmm. lose it if you pick it by chance. And the goal is for one team to try to communicate to their partner who doesn't have the map in front of them what their words are with only one word. So I would say like cat for three, and it could be like. Another, it could be like dog, it could be like pet, and whatever the three words are, but you have to try to like thread this needle of communicating what your five words are to your partner without guessing the other teams or hitting that grenade. And it gets tricky, it's kind of like a mind bend, and like, it's funny how you see like different people communicate their words to each other and how they do it, because you could do like opposites, you could have them all fall fall under a category, you could have an inside joke with someone where they get it. Um, Really fun game. Not fun to explain without it right in front of you. But let me tell you, if you guys play it, like, it's pretty addicting. It gets super
1: competitive. So I'm going to go with the value pick here. I'm going to go with another classic. This was a top three game that I've played growing up. It's a 1935 classic. You know what you do. Give 200 when you go through pass. Give me Monopoly. Yeah. Monopoly's is a great game. It's the game that never ends. There have been wars in the Nash household over games of Monopoly. It gets really personal. You're overtaking properties. You're getting you're getting extorted for money. Yeah, Monopoly is just an absolute classic, and uh, one that I've played a ton. So I'll take Monopoly to round out the uh, I board game draft. Great, a lot of pick.
2: swindling trades going on.
1: Yeah, it's really like it's it's very con. It's very uh, real world. Should I say? Yeah. A lot going on racketeering, um, some hon- fraud. <laughs> Honorable mention. I don't
0: even know if this counts, but I you mentioned Yahtzee, and I was thinking of gambling games. Like, have you guys ever played like the horses, like the horse racing game where you? Uh,
2: oh yeah, where you like move it? Yeah, like a lot of people do it with like shots at the end. Exactly. Of it. Yes. Yeah. So you have the horse racing game where you roll the dice and draw a card and all that. Yes, yeah, that another one too is. Uh, I think it's called like knockers, where Whoa. you have like the. You have the box, and there's, like, numbers 1 through 10, and you have to roll the dice and, like, flip them over. I haven't you seen that. play that? No. Oh, I, I forgot the exact name of it. I, I I know we called it knockers, but, like, you roll the dice, you have to knock down each number, and then you put, like, you play for money and shit, and, like, yeah. you pass it around if you don't, like, if you get, like, three tries yeah. as you go down, and then if you don't get your numbers all down, you pass it to the next person. Good game. I, I don't know if this is,
1: like, the board games that we're thinking of, but... Um, checkers and chess are two that come to mind. It's not like – I I was surprised because I was looking them up. Checkers was created 3,000 years before Christ. Jesus. Holy shit. Is what it said in chess. Before Christ? Is that the oldest game ever? (laughs) Before Christ was created? (laughs) 3,000 B.C. and chess was created in the 6th century. Jesus. So those are like – Way old games. I mean, those are, I mean, Checkers is literally almost 5,000 years old. It's insane. It that's is 5,000 years old. So for it to still be around, that's, yeah. that, that's wild that's to me. That's crazy.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. That is old. Um, before
1: Christ. Before Christ.
0: <laughs> before Christ was invented. Um, <laughs> that is insane. That is insane. Um, used to play a lot of Checkers growing up. Yeah. Not a lot of chess. Probably should play a little more chess. All right. That's enough of that. Good stuff. Um, did you did you want to talk Pistons? No. Okay. No, fuck not no. talking Pistons. We're just going to move into over-under yes. and wrap call it the up, show. Baby. Jerry sent over the list today. Thank you, Jer Bear. I appreciate it. Uh, LGRW is how I let it off. No other words for him. Uh, since Lou started the board games, we'll start with Channy on Over Under. First one on the list, number one work holiday parties. Over Underrated.
1: I like the people that I work with a lot. So our work holiday parties are a lot of fun. They're real. They're not stuffy. They're not corporate. It's just people having a good time coming together um, and drinking. Um, so I love our work parties, shout out real team, real estate. They always provide Ubers for us free of charge from any company event. So we're able to get loose, stay safe, love work, holiday parties Underrated.
0: Um, I'll agree with you. I think, I think it completely depends on like where you've worked Mm -hmm. and what the holiday party consists of, you know, if it's like a half hour lunch in the break room, you know, it's not too fun, but (laughs) I've been fortunate enough to work at some places with some pretty good holiday work parties. So I guess my experience has been, uh, underrated, uh, for holiday work parties, but I know like it really just is all depends on where you work.
2: Yeah, I agree boys. I'm uh that'll be three in a row here. Underrated on my end. Um, I haven't had any this year cause I'm doing my own thing, but all the companies that I worked at before this, like I've always had a great time at the holiday parties. Um, always got pretty sauced up. I've always worked with some like pretty fun people too, so it's fun seeing people that you work with that you don't normally like go out and drink with on a regular basis get a little loose and yeah. see how they are. So definitely, that's always entertaining.
1: Hey, you play board games by yourself? You should throw yourself a company
2: party. <laughs> yeah, you sorry. should <laughs> uh, company holiday party or invite Buddy the dipshit or whatever you call. Them. <laughs> We're gonna have a nice holiday party with Buddy the dipshit and the whole crew. <laughs> Uh, Buddy
0: the dipshit's like an inside joke from like a snap you sent like 20 people. So, no, it's good for the – okay, anyways. Good radio. Number two uh, on me, this college football playoff. This college football playoff is completely underrated for everything we just talked about. It's actually like my favorite, most exciting Final Four that I have seen. Um, Obviously, I loved when Michigan State was in it, but, you know, we just got the doors blown off of us. So, I think this is the most competitive one we've seen. A lot at stake, a lot of controversy, a lot of big names. Underrated.
2: I agree. Very underrated. I think this is going to be an exciting Final Four. I am jacked up to uh, watch some good football here, boys. Underrated. I hate when we're all in agreement, but uh, I think you guys said
1: it perfectly. Underrated.
0: Um, number three on the list from Jerry here. Good that Lou's leading this one off. Outdoor sex. <laughs> Having sex outside.
2: Uh, I just went camping. Does that count? I think so. Okay, if you're in the tent, it's so it's it's good then. That's outdoor. I would. Have, yeah, you okay. tell me. I'm not a yeah. camper. At oh, all. Uh, underrated then. Let it ride. Let it flow. Let the wind <laughs> blow through your butthole and all that good stuff. Um, rock and roll. Keep it outdoors. Keep it fresh. Underrated. And
1: all that good stuff. I'm just gonna go overrated. I I kind of am a cleaner guy, and I don't. Do the wind through wherever, so overrated. Uh, yeah, keep it outdoors. Keep it
0: fresh was I believe the was the line. I'm gonna say overrated as well. I'm an indoor, I'm an indoor sex kind of guy. Um, don't really go outside for that. There's a lot of uh, a lot of things going on. What was it? Keep it, keep it fresh. <laughs> keep it fresh outside. Have to. Yeah,
1: there we go. Okay. okay. Number course.
0: four. Thanks for that one, Jer. Number four. Um, Gatorade channy
1: gatorade underrated gatorade was probably one of my favorite drinks growing up actually just gripped a gatorade up yesterday and sucked down a cool blue so i love me a good gatorade my thing though you gotta add a little bit of water water it down a little make it a little less thick than the original gatorade underrated
0: uh, I couldn't agree with that more, and I get a lot of shit for it. I always water down Gatorade. I was, I think, the number one consumer of Gatorade Rain when it was out, and then after Rain rebranded to G2, that was all I drank because I like it not as, like, syrupy and sugary. Uh, Gatorade is underrated goat drink. I don't get it as much as I used to, but, like, whenever I have it, it's always it's always a nice little treat, underrated.
1: Shout out to the Gatorade in the can, too. That's oh, one of the best versions hits, of it. Yeah,
2: that's that's the best. Yeah, I'm with you, boys. Um, underrated, great hangover drink, too. Nothing better than an ice cold. Uh, I like the purple one is, is my favorite, and I like the classic lemon-lime. Oh, yeah. I'm a blue guy. Cool blue, or there's two of them. Fruit
1: Punch, I like. The red one.
0: I'm not a huge red guy. I'm not lemon either. Lemon-lime, I like. Yeah, lemon-lime's um, good. I the like per- them all. Purple G2 is probably my favorite, though. Okay. The rain. Yep. The rain rock. All right. Number five on the list. Who is it? Me. Mm -hmm. All right. Number five on the list. Number five, Christmas stockings. Uh, Christmas stockings are underrated. Uh, Stocking stuffers get a lot of good stuff in there. Parents always made sure the stocking was not neglected growing up. I try to do the same now. A lot of fun stuff in there. Stuff you probably don't even think about. Get a nice pair of socks. You got to have the stocking. Stocking should not be overlooked come Christmas. You can have some good stuff in a Christmas stocking underrated.
2: I'm with you, Frank. Uh, there's you always get the the like toiletries you don't think about, maybe a cologne. Yeah. You know maybe some gag gifts. Yeah, some funny gag gifts. Uh, they're nice over the fire. You get a fully loaded sock, you know, yeah. as a kid waking Good, thick up. Sock. Yeah. It's a nice appetizer to the main event, yes. you know, before you open up your presents. So underrated.
1: Yeah, I'm a, I'm with you guys. I like them as decorations. We have our stockings up on our mantle right now, and I like the idea of it. I used to get candy too in my stockings, Same. which yep, I loved. Definitely, you know. So um, between that, like Hanes T-shirts, boxers, yep. um, little shit, like you said, yeah, like uh, like you said, like cologne, like shit, like that. Mm-hmm. Like I like it, and like you said, it's like the appetizer to the main event. So yep. uh, for me, stockings are a must, and they are underrated. Yeah, easy way to just
0: add more gifts. You know, significant other load up the stocking. Yep, you know, shows you care.
1: Agreed. Tis the season. All right,
0: boys. Well, that's episode 130. Uh, Great talking to you, as always. Big week this week. Wings are going to Buffalo. Lions preparing for the Chicago Bears. And uh, everyone's gearing up for the holiday season. Craziest time of year. Going to lose going to lose track of like time and space i feel like here pretty shortly um but looking forward to it so thank you all for listening uh as always go tell a friend about this spread the word follow on all the socials and then check out the store as well uh we appreciate you guys stay safe this holiday season and i we will see you this week i think later this week yes We're we will this, week? this okay. week later this week we will see you later this week
1: have a great week everybody peace see ya.